Well, everybody, holy shit. Welcome back to Double with myself, Ryan, and, and Bizey. Brock Byers here as well. Dude, it has been forever since we've done a podcast. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a while. I've also, um, during that time, I've watched a lot of uh, YouTube and listened to a lot of podcasts. And I think we need to do different, something different about our podcast. Um, so roll it in. Um, I think this is needs to be our opening song every time. All right. Okay. I'm just gonna uh, just just wait. I'm I'm just queuing up the song. Um, no one, no one go anywhere. Here we go. How about this for a starting song, entering a podcast? What do you think? Oi. Well, huh? I can you edit that in? Well, while I love ACDC. We a million percent can't use that song. All right. I got, I got many more where that come from. I got I'm many more to, where that came from. I'm sorry to break your heart, buddy, but like we. Buddy, we, my uh, heart's been broken. Uh, my heart's been broken even more uh, since I at know. least you're out now. So you I can't know, break dude. it. Well, yeah, it's just we can't use any licensed songs because we'll get sued. But, you know. Maybe someday, maybe when the podcast is gigantic, ACDC will pay us to use their song. Yeah. That's I mean, the if, idea, if right? Play for like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, yeah, we don't want to be sued. That would not be good. So we're just going to keep doing our thing. I mean, I can sing for the intro, but I think we would lose uh, listeners. I Yeah, dude. I, I Well, hey, I don't know, man. You look like you might have an okay voice, a nice little baritone, Johnny Cash. Yeah. Now, do you watch YouTube? Well, did, no? what kind of question is that? So, obviously, everyone in the face of the earth watches YouTube. So I'm subscribed start, to, like, 50 yeah, YouTube channels. Yeah, I was just going to say that. So, should we tell the listeners at the start of the pause, hey, hit that subscribe button. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, Search eh? in the link below. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm just... legitimately subscribe on Apple Podcasts, yeah, Google Play, yeah, and Spotify. So, like, you, know. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll uh, Enough of the jokes. Yeah, we... Uh, we kind of took a break. I mean, uh, the world kind of went downhill for a uh, for a very long time. Uh, we didn't really, I don't know. Everyone just kind of quarantined up, and that was it. But um, I uh, I've had a lot of people come up to me recently, actually, and you know, asking about the podcast if we're going to be up up again or not. And um, I said, of course we are. We just, you know, we really haven't had anything to talk about these past two months. But hockey's back, sports are back, um, and also. Appreciate everyone listening. Seriously. Uh, I've had a lot of people come up to me and talk about it and uh, I love it. So everyone keep listening. Uh, me and Ryan's horrible, horrible voices. And if you keep listening, you never know. TNT uh, by ACDC might be on this podcast one day. You never know, man. We'll blow up literally. Uh, and I mean, yeah, it just, it was just a thing where, I mean, what the fuck were we going to talk about for the last four months or yeah. five months, however long it's been. I mean, it was just kind of a thing where, uh, both of our, both of our, you know, springs got thrown into disarray. We had to, I I've been working from home the entire time. Uh, like I, you know, my, I haven't seen my office desk in, you know, five months. And, uh, you know, our, yeah, like our capital things like, well, yeah, exactly. Well, there should be right. And I don't know, man, it just, uh, it threw our routine off. And yeah, like Brock said, we really didn't have, there wasn't anything fucking going on. So it was yeah. just kind of like, you know, we'll, we'll shut her down for a bit, but now hockey's back. It's been very exciting so far. I mean, we're, we're recording this the night after the fourth longest game in NHL history where fucking Tampa Bay finally ended everyone's misery. They actually bumped the Boston Bruins game, but Tampa won game one, but we'll, we'll dig into all that shit later. Well, we're, we're still early enough where everyone's only maybe played a game. We'll give some series predictions, but by Z, like you said, your heart is broken again. You're a huge Leaf fan. We're in Leafland. We're we're in Southern Ontario. You can't get more leafy than this fucking place. And a lot of people are really fucking upset. Um, the team came out and spoke today. Uh, Kyle Dubas and, and Brendan Shanahan did some media and shit. And um, a lot of people aren't very happy with some of the things they had to say on top of how bad the team was. Give me your impressions of how you felt after Sunday night uh, when 
they ultimately came up short and got shut out again. Um, okay. Right off the bat, I'm going to admit this. Um, I knew, I knew the Leafs weren't going to make it this year. I know everyone's going to be like, no, I knew, I knew as soon as that puck dropped in the first game. Um, I don't know. It just, I just feel like every year, you know, I, I, everyone thinks Toronto's going to be very good, which they are. They're a very good team. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I think that Toronto has so much skill. Um, you know, maybe they don't mesh properly. I, I you know, I don't really want to get into the details, details, but, um, I think there's going to be some, some big moves, uh, made by the dude man and Brendan Shanahan because, um, you know, for the past three years, it's been the same thing every year. And um, it, it's tough to watch. I mean, I have a heck of a story about game four. Um, you know, game four, I thought the uh, the Leafs were going to win the Stanley Cup. Um, but right. that being said, that being said, um, it is disappointing. But um, something has to happen. I don't even care if they lose in the second round next year. At least we made it another round. But something needs to be shooken up. Yeah, it's like it's weird because not being a huge Leaf fan, but obviously being consumed by, you know, content about the team all the time. I kind of always take a, I don't know, a backseat driver approach. And I really try and think about the Leafs logically, because like when I watch my team play, I'm a psychopath. uh, Because I'm so invested in the Capitals winning. They lost today. Oh, yeah. By the way. By the way, if anyone didn't know, Ryan is probably the biggest Washington Capitals fan in the world. I am. I, I actually will confidently say that. Oh, 100%. Um, when you think of Ryan Jury, you think of Washington Capitals. I, I appreciate it. In that. a good way. Very good way. Now, I I get crazy when I watch the team, and, and less so than I used to because, hey, they, they did the thing and, and won the silver thing. But um, – <laughs> they lost they lost again today. They they blew a two nothing lead and I was pissed off. And and then I sit back and I'm like, well, at least I'm not dealing anymore with what you're going through because they they won a cup and and it, it was like finally. And one part of me because like there's been a lot of talk, you know, the overdrive guys, spit and checklets, all, all everybody who analyzes the game has kind of been coming at it from two different approaches. Burn it down or, um, hey, be a little more patient. The whole Detroit Red Wing, Washington Capitals thing, right? Where it's the it's the old adage, you know, fucking Steve Eiserman, it took him 14 years to win a cup. Uh, it took OV 13, yeah, you know. But can, and- can, we, can we keep those, you know, you know, the Matthews, the Tavares is the Marners together for the next, you know, seven years. We can't like, we can't be patient. Um, like a Washington couples fan, like you said, you waited 13 years for Ovi to win the cup, right? We can't keep those big three together for including William Nylander together for the next six years. I don't think so either. And that's where I'm torn on this, right? Like uh, one part of me is like, yeah, there are elements of the team that I think can be there if they win a cup uh, central being Matthews. You, 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 you can't move that guy. You, he, he's the man. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tavares. Like I'm, I like this, this all sounds like silly. Like you said in, in hindsight to people, but I remember saying on another show I'm on, um, Weird and, flex. Yeah. Well, and uh, <laughs> I remember it at the time. And and our buddy Chris Clark, who I'm on that show with, um, was so fired up when they signed John Tavares, and for good reason. Tavares is a quality hockey player. He's oh my god, I could have I could have ran around Stratford naked. I was so happy, dude. Yeah, like it was it like was, was a Johnny legitimate T. win for for the Leafs, right? And and, he, and he's yeah, he's he needed a, that. He's a great, he's a great player, but even, even at the time when they, when they did that and I saw how much they signed him for, uh, which you would, you would argue he's earned, I guess. Um, even then I was like, I don't know if they should have done that. Now T earns his money in the playoffs. Well, does he? When everyone needs him. Exactly. He has. Where is he? So like, exactly. So like, 
I don't think Johnny T has really lived up to his standards here in Toronto because, yeah, that's great. Like, he's a fantastic player. He's, you know, aside he from Athens, he's probably the best player in the Leafs, but he needs to show up when, you know, when he needs to. Like, he, he makes a stupid amount of money, and the Leafs need him when it counts. Well, here's what I'll say, right? He's the captain of your team. He wouldn't be the captain if Matthews hadn't pulled his pants down that summer night in Arizona. I a million percent believe that. Uh, as soon as the team found out, and that, and I, like, it, it's that incident is part of a deep rooted issue with this core group, minus Tavares, I think. Uh, Tavares, sorry, whatever. And um, these guys still have this immaturity level. And it's like, yeah, you're young and everything, but. But just the fact that Matthews had that whole incident, he was like, you know, going to be sued for it. And then he, he had COVID. Like that he too. didn't. Jesus. Well, that and that never should have been reported, in my opinion. I thought that that was stupid. And that was beyond oh, yeah. his control as well. Sure. But but that thing with the with the security guard and everything, he didn't tell the team until weeks later. Like yeah. he. He didn't tell the team he was, hey, by the way, guys, um, I might have to go to court. I kind of fucked up. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just uh. I a million percent believe he would have been the captain if that hadn't happened. Now, John Tavares, Tavares, sorry. Um, he is a guy that has really, I don't want to say overachieved, but just, you know, he was a dominant, one of the most dominant junior hockey players of all time. The fucking guy broke Wayne Gretzky's goal record. So there you go. But I, everyone was like his skating, his skating. He worked really hard. He he has grinded to become that the, at the level where he is. But I'll, I'll just say this. And, and hockey is, here's why you can't overreact and say, let's burn it down and trade everybody. Because hockey less so than any other major sport cannot be impacted by two or three guys just by the nature of how the game is played. It's way too physical. Um, and the minutes you generally play like a star player, like McDavid maxes out at what? 26 minutes a night. And he's yeah, McDavid. ripped out 65 minutes last night. He set a new NHL record. He, 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 he <laughs> sorry, he continue. Beat. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. We, we will, because he's a fucking whore. I think he's the best defenseman in the league, by the way. Um, John Tavares, he... So having said all that, it's it's not... Hockey's not like basketball, where LeBron will be on the floor for 40 minutes and can just individually dominate. Uh, you know what I mean? It's Or Kawhi. It's not the same. Football, even. Quarterback, protected by the offensive line. The, the whole team runs through the quarterback. If you don't have a good quarterback, you are fucked in the NFL. Whereas in hockey, the Columbus Blue Jackets are, are proving it again. You can win and beat teams. The Chicago Blackhawks, not that they don't have skilled players. No one picked them to beat Edmonton. Montreal beat Pittsburgh. Like I'm looking hockey, forward to watching that game too. Absolutely. Yeah. Hockey is so much a team sport where individual players cannot have the same type of impact as other players in other sports. Having I'm said so that, and, and, and having said all that, the, the failures in long Island weren't all John Tavares's fault, but he was the focal point of it. He's been in the league for a long time. Now one playoff series win that he won. He scored the OT winner against the Panthers that year. He's won one playoff series his whole career. He comes to Toronto. Now, here's what I'll say. Everybody knows the Leafs have cap problems, and this is a corner they backed themselves into. Some of it was Lou Lamorello's fault. That Patrick Marlowe contract was a fucking joke. Every, everyone knew it, and, and he played really great the first year. He scored 22 goals, I think. Uh, but everyone was like, oh, my God, that third year, it lines up exactly when they have to re-sign Matthews and Marner. Oh, no, what are we going to do? And they had to give up a first-round pick for it, which they now don't have. Carolina gets to keep it because they didn't win the Lafreniere sweepstakes. Now, John Tavares is a great hockey player. But I don't think for a second that I would want him, if the Capitals had all that cap room to sign him that summer, I wouldn't have wanted them to do it. Yeah. 
11 million dollars i i'm sorry like i know that the cap has gone up a little bit over the last couple of years it's going to be frozen now so now the leafs are in even more trouble and uh, other teams like tampa too but um 11 million dollars i don't know where that came from if he wanted to come to toronto so badly now he's a veteran guy he's the captain great johnny toronto but 11 million seems extreme in hindsight I might have just let San Jose give him that because $11 million for a guy who's probably past the absolute peak of his career. Yep, I could agree with that. Yeah, yeah. He's extreme. And and we're going to talk about making moves and what the Leafs should do. Well, John Tavares isn't going anywhere. He's got nope. a no-move clause. He's the captain. That guy's not getting traded. So if we're on the same page then, where we're going, Matthews, absolutely not. He is Eurovechkin. He's not Ovechkin, but he's Eurovechkin. He's the guy that you just don't move. He's a, he's. You don't even think about it. No, dude, no. It, he's, he's one of those generational goal scorers, you know, that you, you can't replace him. No matter what you got back for him, it wouldn't replace what you lost. And, and that's why for years when, when Ovi was failing, even though, you know, it's interesting they do that to Russian guys when it's like hockey's such a team sport, but, oh, it's all that guy's fault. But even all those years when it was all apparently his fault, people were like, they got to trade. The Capitals should trade Ovechkin or, or he should go back to Russia. Remember Damian Cox, that fucking idiot? On Hockey Night in Canada, it was like uh, it would really benefit the Capitals probably if uh, Ovechkin just decided to go home because they would free up nine point eight million dollars and fucking blah, blah blah. It's just like yeah, well, but Damien, who the fuck is gonna replace him? Shout out my boy Dame. Yeah, he's he scores forty percent of the team's goals. Yeah, he he's automatic. And For nine, uh, five million, what, what what are you gonna do? Get three guys that score twenty, hopefully. Like, yeah, what you are know, you talking I about? Think I, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. Um, you know, where I'm at is like when I think of the Leafs, like I I think of so many good skill players, but you almost like don't have the players you truly need, and the players you truly need are, you know, a, a player. The Leafs aren't intimidating, in my in my mind. I don't think they're intimidating at all. You got Jake Muzzin, who can no. absolutely throw down on a Friday night, and you got Kyle Clifford. The guy looks like he jogs a mountain every morning. So, out of those two other guys, the Leafs truly aren't that intimidating. And I, you know, just in my eyes, I think if you want to get somewhere in the playoffs, and you know, you, you really want to, you want to win. I, I think you need more, you know, character guys who wear their, you know, hard on their sleeve type players, right? You you don't need Mitch Marner, even though he's a great player all all around. He can kill penalties. You don't want Mitch Marner laying down like a flamingo eating a pill. No, well, not for ten point eight again, almost exactly. eleven million dollars. So what I'm saying is, you need to find those hidden gems. You need, in my mind, I think Matt Martin shouldn't have left. Um, maybe he was eating up a bit too much cap, um, but he, he, he's intimidating. That's what the Leafs need. Um, you know, one name, you know, comes to mind is Cam Atkinson. He's a good skill player, but he also jabs. Like I seen him in the Toronto series. Like that guy gives it, but I, I just think the, I think the Leafs need a bit more edge. Well, yeah, I, 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 and that's not a, you know, that's not a unique opinion. I, I think that everybody who watches them, you know, has the same thought. They, they are easy to push around. They're a team with so much skill and like so Toronto, much firepower. Or, uh, you got Tom Wilson. Well, yeah. Right? I mean, and, like, and he's a free can't. train. And you got like Carl Haglin and Lars Eller. Like, that's the type of players you need. Richard Ponick. Um, who's that really fast guy that went to Arizona? He's absolutely shredded. I've seen him on Instagram. Um, Grabner, Michael Grabner, like uh, you need those Mikhail types of players, Grabner. right? Mikhail Grabner. Like, right? yeah, it, it's one of those things where, um, it's kind of funny in that, like so many fans around the league for years have hated on, 
a guy like Tommy Wilson, who, you know, obviously I adore and I derided him for when he was making a lot of those dirty hits, but like, I'm sorry, he has matured into a really effective player. Uh, he's the best power forward in the league. I, like, I'm sorry. That's just a fact. And he's a guy that can run people over and make teams wilt in their own end. And he can score 25 goals. You can put the biscuit in the basket. He's fast too. He's an unbelievably good skater. Like he skates on the top line for re like he plays with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and those two guys are as skilled a player as you're going to find in the national hockey league. Um, Kuznetsov pisses me off a lot cause he's pretty inconsistent, but he yeah. won a cup. He he, he was unbelievable. He, he led the playoffs in scoring. Yeah. Like he's an unbelievable player. And then who do they got on their right side? Not William Nylander, not Mitch Marner, Tommy Wilson. Like Tom Wilson. it's yep. just one of those things where I'm not saying, and you know, Lee fan, like I'm, I'm sorry. Like I like Kyle Dubas. I met him once extremely nice guy. And, and I think that he, you know, has a place in the national hockey league. He does rely too much on analytics and stats that overall, I'm sorry. It, like this isn't money ball. It, it just isn't. Hockey is not baseball. Baseball analytics apply so much heavier because baseball is reliant on the same event happening over and over and over. A pitcher throws a baseball over home plate every single time. That's how the game is played. Hockey's not like that. The puck bounces over here. It goes over there. This guy gets hurt. He falls down. Like it's a, it's a series of extremely unpredictable plays. Just yep. by the nature of the way it's played. And he relies way too much on that. I saw today, like, people freaking out, the, the Dubas haters, freaking out over his comments about Cody Cece, where the, he said something like, well, you know, uh, it's ridiculous how much people rag on him because, you know, uh, if you look at his, you know, analytical numbers and what he does for us, if people saw those numbers, they'd think differently of him. Well, Kyle, he fucking sucks. <laughs> like what I don't care what his possession numbers are and I don't give a flying fuck what his course he is. He's I terrible. Yeah. Like you can't just rely on like a fax you get from your analytics nerd. I'm sorry to say that. Like they have a place in the game, but you can't just get a fax after you watch a guy like Cody Cece get walked up and down the ice by the Blue Jackets, the Bruins, whoever, and and look at it and go, well, he was on the ice for four goals against, but his possession numbers were really strong. It's, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Who gives a fuck more. if your possession numbers are strong? It, like the Leafs, oh, and and here's the big one, right? Here's here's the big one. ASMR. I don't know why I, I don't know why I'm so it fired up right now. It's just it like it's angry. yeah. Ryan texted me like 30 minutes ago. I didn't even think he could do this pod. Obviously, I came up and said we have to do it. Let's give the fans what they want. Now Good here we go. go. ASMR with Brock. <laughs> Ryan is Ryan has a big announcement. Listen up. Here's the here's the one, right? Every, that Dubis and everybody is going to is going to lean on and say, "Here's why no one should panic." Well, we oh, well we shot 2%. Our shooting percentage in the series was 2%. I just want you to know, and I'm sure you probably already know this, but the Toronto Maple Leafs big 4, if you will. And we all know who that is. The big 4. They make if you don't, it's Peter Engvall, Kyle Clifford, Jason Spezza, and Justin Hall. <laughs> the big four make a little over. Yeah, I saw this stat. This is nuts. Yeah. The their big four make forty three five million dollars. The entire forward group, seventeen forwards of the Columbus Blue, Columbus Jackets, Blue Jackets cost forty million dollars. For the team, <laughs> Pierre Luc Dubois. Pierre Luc Dubois is a freak. Dubois, nasty. I'm taking him second round in my fantasy draft next year. I He's own nasty. him in my one fantasy league. He's disgusting. Like, dude, and and because their their entire forward core is forty million dollars, they have just a sickening defense core. With I I 
I don't, I'd argue anybody, the best defense tandem in the league. Yeah, Zach Lorenzo. He's a big Seth boy, Jones. too. Oh, my God. Seth he's Jones. A big boy. I saw last night, he was skating around. I was like, yeah, that guy, he can reach the top of the food cupboard. Like, he, he's a big boy. Yeah, you can't hide cookies from Seth. No, like, no. And, and you got Seth Jones on his, on his one side. Like, Seth Jones ate 65 minutes last night. The dude, he broke Sergey Zubov's single game record for most minutes played. It's disgusting. And then, like, they lost and were obviously pissed uh, and, and whatnot. He was sitting there in the post-game media scrum like didn't look like he dropped a, a, a shred of sweat. He was like, yeah, I yeah. feel fine. I was like, are you serious, dude? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But I, like- I love, I love the game. I, I thought I, uh, I left, I left my house last night and there's four minutes left of the first overtime. I, uh, I went to the gym. I came home and I watched another full period of overtime in a bit. It was unbelievable. Five overtimes. It was it, the fourth longest game ever. It's unbelievable. Is all I'm going to say is this. And a couple of my buddies know about this because I, I talked to them. You're in the, I think you're in the four. doesn't matter. You're in OT. You're killing penalty. You have Victor Hedman beat. This okay. I don't okay. even want to talk about this. Listen, listen. Shout out Cam Atkinson. You're 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 a hell of a player. But buddy, your goalie has faced 85 shots at the time now. Yeah. 85 pills shot at him. Also and a you, record. Like, turn on the Jets, buddy. Turn them on and score a goal for the boys. For for the win. For your goalie who's faced 85 pills. Now, now- no hate against Cam, no hate against Victor, but Victor, like, he's got some big boots. Cam Atkinson, he needs to pump those Reebok pump 3Ks up and buzz to the net. He's got to beat them there. All I'm going to say is that, and and many people disagreed with me, I, I just, I thought that that was a stonewall penalty, uh, not oh a penalty my shot. God, was it? That was oh, a penalty. I'm sure. sorry. Like, because... Because you know what? Generally, I I would say most times that that it probably isn't a penalty because, like, he reaches around him. He's way bigger than him. Like, you know, we brought up Tom Wilson earlier. He gets penalties all the time for being bigger than guys. And but the reason why it should have been a fucking penalty is because Seth Jones got called for the exact same thing earlier in the yep. game and yep. the referees were so inconsistent and it was the same ref Gord Dwyer that called Seth that saw Hedman do that. And I'm sorry, he knocks Atkinson on a breakaway off stride. He was behind him the entire time. He tripped. I, like he I'm sorry. Him, he tripped him. He slashed him. He cross-checked him. It should have been a penalty. Just, just whatever. Call it whatever you want. Penalty shot, a little rich. But the other reason it should have been a penalty, I know we're a little off topic here. The other reason it should have been a penalty was they were shorthanded. And Atkinson was gassed. He'd been out there for a minute and change. Yeah, I know. Just, I know what you're saying. It would have been sick if he scored there. But um, anyway, just like, but but again, that guy gives it his all. And he makes, I don't don't know what Cam Atkinson makes off the top of my head. I think he makes like $5 million or something. He's a water bug. I would love to have that guy on my team. The Leafs. The Leafs have a real problem here, and and they do. And, and and the thing is that I'm not saying that any of those big four aren't fabulous hockey players, but given given what the cap is and how restrictive it is, you, I just like this is where I'm torn, right? Because I went through years of the Capitals failing. And people eventually starting to say, maybe they should trade Ovechkin, maybe they should trade Backstrom, blah, 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 blah. The reason why I would argue and did argue and ultimately won that they shouldn't have done that, and I'm glad they didn't, is that Nicholas Backstrom is one of the most underrated hockey players I've ever seen in my life. He never comes up in the conversation for for top 10 centers, whatever. He is. For ages, that guy was making $6.7 million. Like, why would you... 
Why would you, you trade don't need him? To. Why would you trade him and Ovechkin and and do what? Suck well, yeah. for a few years and pray to God you win this UK weird good. draft lottery thing and then wait five years or so for that new core to blossom and then maybe you're okay Have again. No, you go back to the grind every year with those big guys that are your stalwarts, your irreplaceable guys. And that's where I'm torn because with the Leafs, they've got these four or five guys that you know are all making – like, I'm sorry, just Leaf fans be mad or whatever. They're all but making too much money. They're all making too much money except for Matthews. All, all of them. Not the whole team, just the other three guys. I'm I'm sorry. I like John Tavares. I think he's a great dude. He's a good captain, rock-solid hockey player. He should not be making $11 million. And that contract is going to suck when he's 35. And 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 you all knew that, and we're okay with it because it's a huge star coming to Toronto, right? And fine, he In a makes while. too much money. He makes too much money, and I know, I know it's unfair to do this. I know it's unfair to do this. So before you freak out and go, oh, but he signed that, bleh, I know. But when you look at other guys in the league that make less than that. I just, how do you, how do you justify that, dude? Look at this guy. Uh, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I know he signed this way before John Tavares signed his deal, but Sidney Crosby makes $8.7 million. Nicholas Backstrom was making $6.7. Yevgeny uh, Malkin, a more recent contract even. Only, what's Malkin make? Nine seven, I think? Yeah, like, around nine. I, like, I'm sorry. I like John Tavares, but if you as a Leaf fan can honestly look me in the eye and tell me you would rather have John Tavares on your team than Yevgeny fucking Malkin, I will slap you in your face. Because well, thank God you can't you, see my face right now and it's dark out. You are lying, not only to me, what's worse is you're lying to yourself. Because <laughs> you, know, you know that's not true. It, it, like, Yevgeny, no, dude. And yeah. and even you look at guys, everyone's going, oh, well, I mean, look at Chicago, fucking Taves and Kane. They both make $10.5 million. They yeah, they won three cups Cup. already. They didn't make $10.5 before they won the three cups. They were both making like six-something. They deserve it. You know why Boston kicks your ass every year? Because Brad Marchand... Uh, Patrice Bergeron and David Pasternak collectively make like $19 million. That's the best line in the league. They 100%. make 19... They scored the OT winner today. Oh, my God. That, Which, that snipe that was, by Bergeron was gross. I, I, uh, my buddy told me. I got to watch this. Though. My buddy told me about um, Pasternak's pass to Bergeron or uh, to Marshawn today. Marshawn to Pasternak? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to watch that. Um, just Pasternak. quickly. Oh. Um, so I have a story. Let's so do it. Yeah, this do is it. game four. This is game four. And then the, I have to say, I have to stay, I have to say a stat, stat after this story. So game four, the comeback night, the comeback day. So I'm, uh, I'm watching it with a few buddies and, um, it, they just scored a three, nothing goal. So as soon as they scored, I said, okay, I'm out of here. See you boys. This is like six minutes left. I said, see you boys. I'm out. Gave up. So I'm leaving. Obviously, I had, I had to get some food. So I went to Tim's. And I'm in the Tim Hortons drive-thru. From Tim's to my buddy's house is probably about a minute drive. Okay? Within a minute, my one buddy, Colt, shout out Colt, um, calls me. Bye, It's 3-2. Get your ass back here. Amazing. So... They don't know I'm at Tim's. So I'm like, I'm ordering a turkey sandwich with an ice cap. They don't know that. So I get this call and I'm like, like, what do I do here? So I ordered, finished ordering, and then drove right through the drive-thru. Felt like a complete idiot. Um, drove back and I called them on the way back. I'm like, boys, do I even come in the house right now? Like, it's 3-2. They scored two goals when I wasn't in the house. Like, They're like, no, no, come back. I walk in. Zachy Hyman. 
three, three, we're going to OT. I lost my voice in probably 30 seconds yelling so much, yelling so hard when they scored. And then a Maz with the four, three. And that was a highlight of 2020. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it went to shit. And that's, that's the sad thing is like that comeback could have been like Epic. The, the springboard. Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it like, it's, I know we, I bring up the capitals a lot because a, I'm a fan, but B the reason I always bring the caps up when we talk about the Leafs is I see so many similarities between where my team was and where your team is now. It's eerie. The similarities playoff failure after playoff failure, star players making, you know, all this money, you know, it's so similar and it's, it's crazy because I can vividly remember two playoffs ago going down to nothing to those same Columbus Blue Jackets. Obviously, they were a bit of a different team then. Um, Sergei Bobrovsky could still play goal, but um, <laughs> we're down to nothing. And I'm like, Jesus, they're going to do it again, aren't they? Please, God. Double overtime, game three. Who in- scored? I remember watching that game. Lars Ellers. I was gonna say that it was Lars Ellers right ass cheek I that was scored. Gonna say that. Swear to swear. I, I swear know. I'm gonna say that. I knew you knew it. Um. Wow. What five, a game. I'm not that changed t- everything. It did, dude. I'm telling you, not five minutes before that, my I I actually felt my heart almost drop out of my ass. Because not five minutes before Lars Eller's ass cheek scored that goal, Cam Atkinson hit the crossbar. And I was like, oh, my God, that would have been it right there. Three nothing down. You're not coming back from that. So what you're saying is um, we need a puck to go off Freddie Gauthier's ass. Like next season. It's it's not even that really like. Obviously, yeah, the Leafs have had some bad luck and and that there is an element of luck where just a funny bounce happens, right? It happened last night to Columbus. Like, Gavrikov gets the puck off his face and it falls right to Braden Point in the slot. Snip. Good night. You know what I mean? But beyond that, my point really was that Eller goal goes in. It completely springboards the team and go, you know what? No, we're we're not going to do this again this year. We're not going to fold over. Ovi did a Mark Messier when they were down two nothing. He was like, we're coming back for game five and it's going to be tied. And they did. And Eller's ass will forever was that live. The year in- that a picture got, he was doing an interview and he literally looked like he chopped woods in the woods every morning. Yeah, dude, the, that was the hat, the chain, Maguire. the chest hair. Yeah. That was guy amazing. looked like he could fight John Cena. Yeah, he probably could. He's a bear. He is. He's a big boy, man. He's like 6'3", 240. Freight train. Now, there's the there's the other thing, right, that, that always pissed me off about people ripping on him whenever we lost in the playoffs, going, oh, pardon me, oh, Vetchkin, fucking blah, blah, blah. Dude, the guy gets like eight hits a game, like yeah. lays his body on the line, and the team let him down. And Matthews yeah. is in a similar situation here because I thought Matthews played extremely well. He hit the post like eight times in the series, um, and and he led the team in hits. Like, you know, I don't want any criticism to that kid. I, I thought that he was just spectacular. He he did everything he could, scored that big OT winner. It should have been a springboard to something better, and then they choke in game five. Like, and back to my point about that 2% stat, Kyle going, oh, well, we shot 2%. We shot 2%. Well, Kyle, you pay them 11 million a year to not shoot 2%. This team shouldn't shoot 2%. So don't tell me, oh, it was an anomaly in Corpus Allo. Yeah, Corpus Allo played really well. He got pulled in game three. Like, you, I don't care that you had, oh, tough luck. The goalie was was good. You pay them to be better. Everyone's agreeing with you. And, like, you, you, can't, you can't go off stats. You can't go off stats. And, you know, um, I think. 
Not when you pay guys that much. No, hundred percent. I'm sorry. And I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell the uh, the listeners here. You know, maybe, maybe I don't know. Just this is what the Leafs need to do. Okay, flat out. Game home opener of next season. Home opener. Hopefully, we'll have fans in there. Home opener. Hopefully, maybe a couple changes in the lineup. This is what you need to do. The arena's buzzing. You start your fourth line. Everyone fights on the ice. Straight up. Just drop the gloves right off the faceoff. <laughs> Just start beating the piss out of each other. Then I'll know the Leafs will win the cup. As soon as Kyle Clifford has someone underneath his jersey feeding him right knuckles that he'll just be begging for left, then I'll know the Leafs are going to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So, it, 2020, first game, line brawl, Leafers, you need to do it. Send a tone, send a message to the league. It's and then you those, put out your first line and aim out scores. It's one of those things where they just they just don't have enough of that of that that dirtiness and i and and what i mean by that obviously is the just whatever cliche you want to say the sandpaper the grit the will what whatever just they're a team that because of the way they're built they rely way too much on scoring off the rush and generating yep, yep. speed through the middle and in the playoffs people you no. can't outscore opponents you can't load up your lineup and just hope to outscore them in the playoffs, when teams like Columbus, who knew that, one of the best clogged, defensive teams in the league, shout out John Tor- Tortorella. Yeah, shout out cousin Brad as well, um, who runs that decor. Um, no big deal. Yeah, not a big deal. They they recognize that and they force Toronto to the outside. And when it becomes a battle of the walls. The Leafs can't stand up to basically any team that are in these play. Arizona would beat them. Like, there's just, you know what I mean? Like, there's just yep. no way. Oh, uh, 100%. 100%. What, what William Nylander's going to outwork Nick Yalmerson? Like, get out of him? No. It, <laughs> like, and and here's, here's what I'll say. Here's what I would do. Because now if you want to get into crazy town here. Here, here's what I would do. Strap in. We're going 60 miles an hour. It's only a 30 zone. We're going to town. Yeah, I'm speeding. I'm going to prison for street racing. Here's what I would do. <laughs> now, I like Mitch Marner a lot. I think he's a good kid. He does a lot of great, you know, charity work well, and if everything. If you're going to say trade Mitch good. Marner, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I'm, I'm sorry, up. dude. I'm sorry. You're telling because, me to trade yeah. Mitch Marner, the best, one of the best playmakers in the league. Yes, because they don't need him, dude. Who are you going to trade him for, Tony D'Angelo? No. You trade him to a team that has a defenseman. Matt, that is Minnesota to... Wild, Matt Dumba. There it is. And maybe a first rounder. Matt, or Marner for Dumba and a first rounder. Like, if it's, man, it, like, I like Matt Dumba a lot. Like, if it's Dumba, I'm going to want somebody else coming over with him, too. Um, uh, and, yeah, probably a first. But that's the type of deal I'm talking about. I'm talking about doing a Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson deal here. Oh. That's what I'm ta- that is what I'm talking about, dude. Because you look back on that now, and Nashville probably... F- now, Ryan Johansson's a very good player. He is not Seth Jones, who I've said 20 times now, I think is the best defenseman in the league. That's what I'm saying, because listen... Every the Dubis apologists are going, oh, okay. Well, Barry's coming off the books. Well, okay. So Barry only cost you 2.5 million because Colorado retained. So there. Um, oh, CC's coming off the books, four and a half million. Okay, great. And then, oh, you know what we'll do? Now we've got roughly seven odd million in cap space. We'll go sign a free agent or something. And or or, or you know what? You know what I'm hearing people saying? Oh, you know what we'll do, dude. We'll we'll trade Kasperi Kapanen or Andreas Janssen and and get some defensive help. What general manager in their right fucking mind is going to trade a defenseman, let alone a right-handed defenseman that they really need, to the Leafs in exchange for Kapanen, Janssen, or both? If my general manager traded one of our top-end defensive players to the Leafs, for one of or both of them, I would slap that general manager in the face. 
what do you think you're going to get for those guys? They're useful players, but I would rather keep those guys on the team because they're on cheap contracts. Take that cap space you're getting from the, the Barrys and the CCs leaving and what have you and trade Marner and God damn it, make sure that it's a home run type of deal here. Okay. I think he's going to make a big trade. I just don't think it's going to be Mitch Marner. Well, I think the first him, person that comes into everyone's mind is William Nylander. Yeah, and you know what? I would rather I would rather keep him simply because he's cheaper and he's skilled enough that the skill level's not going to drop off a ton. Like the Leafs going, like you right away are like, oh, Mitch Marner, but he's one of the best playmakers in the league. Well, okay, but you would still have Tavares and Matthews and Nylander and Kapanen. Like, you need a defenseman. Your defense, the Maple Leafs defense core as it sits right now, take away CC and Barry, which I know everybody wants to anyway. Their decor as it sits is like Riley and Dermott, Muzzin, okay. Justin Hole. Decent second Hull. pair guy. Hole, Sandine, what you're going to throw a rookie in there and expect him to become Nick Lidstrom? Good for you. Liljegren, who is quickly turning into what looks like could be a bust. Like that kid's got to decide if he wants to be an NHL player already. And and is Marty Marinson signed next year? I don't know if he is or not. The Maple Leafs, as it currently sits, have the worst fucking decor in the league. I think Morgan Riley's awesome. <laughs> but But that's what I'm saying to you here, man. You can't have... 40 million locked up in four players and leave your defense core to rot. Yeah, Everyone's like, Max. Oh, Freddie, can, can, yeah. Freddie, Freddie Anderson. Oh, well, Freddie Anderson should have saved this goal and he should have saved that goal. Freddie Anderson had a nine forty three save percentage and a yeah, shutout. Did you see Don, Don Cherry's tweet. Yeah. And I know Don is a goalie apologist and like, fine. The fuck it. He had nine no, forty so, like, This is this is Kyle Dubas. Kyle, Freddie Anderson's numbers don't lie. He was stellar. He's one of the best goalies in the league. I can't believe people are saying they're going to trade him for Matt Murray. I don't know, but Freddie Anderson is good. I hundred percent agree with everything you're saying. Um, I don't think Freddie Anderson. Like, go go Freddie ahead. Anderson is not the problem. No, no, dude, come on. Not at all. That's like now, when the Canucks Freddie fans Anderson were saying also, that Luongo was the problem. Like, yeah. By the way, we're gonna get into uh, get into the playoff predictions here real soon. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll move it along, but time. But um, Canucks are a wagon. Um, anyways, I I don't think you know Freddie Anderson's a problem. I just I, I think you need to strategize and not use stats anymore. And if you are gonna use stats, they have to be relevant, and they have to look at film. Like you said, if Cody Ceci had eight shots on goal and had a hell of a game, but he got absolutely rinsed on, you know, a back check or whatever. That's where it really matters. It doesn't matter about the eight shots. They probably hit shin pads anyways. Like, right. listen, I agree completely. And, and you can't come out and defend a guy like say, Cody CC or even Mitch Marner, who was fucking horrendous in the playoffs. I thought he was absolutely terrible. Said, Listen, we need to get better flat out. And he, and yeah, get like he sort of did, but like he's Kyle spent the entire media availability going. Yeah, obviously we're disappointed, but I know that this team can do it. We showed at times this year that we could play up to our potential. Your potential is scoring lots of goals though. And when the playoffs come around, there aren't nights where you're playing the Detroit Red Wings. There are, <laughs> there, are there are no, there's no, yeah, sorry, Holden. There's no, <laughs> there's no six, nothing wins coming in the playoffs. Detroit isn't there on Tuesday night. It's Boston. It's Washington. It's Philly. Like you can't. And, and so to come out and defend a performance like that, Mitch Marner, by the way, has one primary assist. Uh, he has one five on five point in his last 12 playoff games. I think is the stat that's insane. And he makes $10.8 million. Now you, you come out and you go, oh, Cody CC and blah, blah, blah coming out and, and saying, Oh, but our numbers show this or that after 
three years now of extremely frustrating playoff exits would be the equivalent of if you and I raced our cars and your car blew mine off the road, but I came back to the starting line and was like, oh, but guys, did you see my fuel efficiency is really good? <laughs> that's exactly what that's like. Yeah, my Honda Civic. Yeah. I, like, I'm sorry. Do you I'm drive a Honda, Honda Civic? No, but I mean, okay, I right. they're decent cars. Oh, like, yeah, great cars. Actually, really good on the road. Reliable car. But yeah, like, 100%. but here's the thing in this metaphor I'm using, I'm in a Honda Civic and you're in a fucking Ferrari and paint whatever logo you want on that Ferrari, Boston Bruins, Washington Capitals, what have you, the Columbus Blue Jackets now it appears, although the Columbus Blue Jackets logo probably belongs on like a, you know, a dually truck because they ran over the Leafs like oh. You can't do this. And I know people are like, I can't believe you said to trade Mitch Marner. Well, dude, he is the guy. Because like I said. Dude, if you say that, he'll trading, slap you. <laughs> you're not trading Matthews. Absolutely no way. He is your Ovechkin. You're not trading Johnny T. Johnny T's got a no-move clause. Like it, or lo- like it or not, he is a Maple Leaf. William Nylander is is a completely useful, skilled player for the role he is. Yeah, he probably makes a little bit too much money, but he's... He proved it this year that, you know, he yeah. he bounced back. He really did. I was impressed with him. He makes $4 million less than Mitch Marner. And you move Mitch Marner out, star player for star player. I'm not talking about, you know, like Matt Dumba's a great example. I, I you know, people... Maybe people Nylander for Dumba. Yeah, yeah, that's more comparable. I don't like, know. You, like you're you're out there and you're looking for a player who is an extremely good defenseman that's Proven. going to completely Proven. morph the back end of your team. Then you use the rest of that money you freed up with the seats and the barriers. Right Comes to your mind. What a, a defenseman? Yeah. Well. Okay, let me let me just look at like some NHL rosters here because like I, you know what I I think Washington made the trade of the year this year in Dylan. Well, see, he's, yeah, and like Brendan Dylan's not a guy you're gonna trade Mitch Marner for, but like he's no, just a no, rock no. solid. He's he's a Jake Muzzin esque. Yeah, yeah. He he really helps our team. If only he yeah. didn't have to play with Orlov so much. Um, maybe he would, uh, he'd be a little happier, but, um, uh, well, I mean, I, you know, personally on, on Washington's end, I, I think that we've seen the last of, um, of, uh, Orlov for a little while. Really? I don't know how you put him back out there after his performance today. I think that they're going to put the kid in and, uh, see what he's all about. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, Mar- Martin Fayervari, but yeah, like Leafs, like you're looking at like, <laughs> Dude, you could get so many different defensemen for for Mitch Marner. Like you're talking about, like a really high end player here. Like you, you know, uh, I don't know. Like there, I'm just saying that he is the guy that would probably garner the most interest from a team. And people are like, oh, well, you can't move his salary. Oh, it, that's ridiculous. Yes, you can. Wayne Gretzky got traded. Okay, find a way. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, All right, it's, let's do these predictions. Yeah, enough about the Leafs. Just they, they, yeah. there needs to be some real yeah. tires turned. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, quick, also, quick ones. We, we are, yeah, quick ones. Don't want to take Ryan's not feeling good. He's not feeling the greatest. We got. I'm surviving. He's got to go to bed. He has to go get tucked in. Um, so, what series do you want to start with? I don't know. Do you want to start at West? Yeah, let's go West. Okay, let's do it. Start I'm us off. going uh, Vegas. Yeah. Yep. Vegas. Yeah. Okay. I've got Vegas in. I've got Vegas in six. Okay. I got. Um, I got Dallas. I've Calgary. Really? I've really? I've Cal- Calgary in seven. Now, why didn't Ben Bishop play last night? I don't know. I think he tweaked something, man. He's got that dodgy hip. Well, he comes back. They're winning. Um, I got the Nucks. Wow, knocking yep. off the Cup champs. Yep, I got. I the like Nucks. it. They're good. Like I watched your game uh, last weekend. And I'm gonna watch it um, tonight. They played tonight. 
They are nasty. Um, they are. I, they got JT Miller, um, Tyler Toffoli, obviously Pedersen. Their D is good, dude. They, they, their D's underrated. Markstrom and, and, and so's Markstrom. Good. Markstrom's a solid goalie. I I just I believe too much in St. Louis. I, I have St. Louis. Um and speaking of St. Louis, there's the guy right there, Alex Petrangelo. Yeah. Oh great, great call. You That's go crazy. hard yeah. after yeah. him. You yeah, give he's a free him, agent, isn't he? Yeah, you give him, you trade Marner and get like um, some a pick, uh, a decent third line center because Kerfoot's gonna probably go as well. Um, you trade Marner for a solid top four defenseman, a, uh, a a high draft pick, and like a decent you know third line player, and then f- use all that free space and sign Petrangelo because then. He You've wants got, to come to Toronto. I bet he does. Because then picture this, dude. Riley Petrangelo, Muz, Muzzin, and the player that you get in the Marner deal, who, okay. is, like, like, I mean, Dumba's probably good. But, but, you know, but you know what? So let's take Dumba out of the equation. What if we're talking about a guy like Jonas Brodeen? Yeah, that name got brought up a couple times, too. What if we're talking about a guy like that, a solid third-line player from Minnesota, and uh, and a pick, yeah, right? Petrangelo's a great call. And then and then you you go Dermot Hall on the third yeah. pair. Yeah, we're just thinking here. Anyway, I've got St. Louis in. Uh, I've got um, St. Louis in six. I think Colorado probably in my head. I think they're going to win the cup. Uh, I I do too. I I actually. You know, I can't bet against my team. I, I've got Washington beating them in the cup final, but I think Colorado, I, I have them beating Arizona in five. Uh, they're a wagon. Nate yeah. McKinnon is a freak. Freight train. Freight train. I love it. He's um, a freak. All right, the East, what do you got? I got Tampa. I have Columbus in seven. <sighs> I'm not Buddy, betting against It was a back. year ago. Turn the page. Care. It's not happening again. They're in their head, man. I, 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 I think that they're. I think they can do it. Um. So the wagon in the West for me is Colorado. Yeah. The wagon in the East for me is Carolina. They are good. They got Dougie Hamilton back. Yeah, they lost four three. Whoopty can do. It's game one. It's a four-game series, right? They're a really good team. Four games. They're really good. They played without Sammy Vatten in today and uh, Justin Williams. Yeah. They're good. I still have Boston because it's it's Boston. You know what? My dad picked Boston as well, and I said, Dad, you betrayed me. Well, like, I can't. You can't can't bet with Boston. I can't bet against he Patrice said Bergeron, the exact man. same thing you are. You can't bet against them. They're just a playoff team. I just can't bet against Patrice Bergeron. He's one of my favorite players ever. Uh, I have I have Boston. I have that going seven though. I have Boston in seven. Uh, I've got I've got the Jackets in seven. What about Philly Montreal? I, I have Philly in six. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. If Carey Price um, is Jesus in this series, then I have Habs in seven. But um, Philly's a wagon in the East. They're good. They're scary. They are scary. Good. Kata hot. Kata hot. Kata hot. And then obviously I said I had them winning the cup. Of course I have my caps beating uh, the aisles. I have that going seven. It's going to be. Yeah, a I love, they I were... love the feud. I love the feud with, uh, Barry Trotz and, um, the caps. I don't know. It, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It was a good game today. Really they good. they pissed me off, but um, yeah. they'll bounce hey, back, man. The Caps, that's the thing ball. about them. They never die. Exactly. All right. Well, I think this is a great first pod. Um, I think the fans and the listeners will like this one. Well, hey, man, we had to shake hey, the rust back. off a little bit. Back. We are back, baby. There's a new guest coming on. Um, we're going to record every Monday. I think that's the plan. 
Absolutely. We uh, remember, man, you can follow us on the socials. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're on Twitter at Double Minor Pod. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, CastBox. Um, reach out to us, man. Yeah, we're going to have great guests coming up like we did before uh, COVID hit us. Are we on Spotify yet? I think we are. Yeah, dude. million percent. And uh, just to leave off on this note, I just want to. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, yeah. an explosive right. first episode yeah. back <laughs> all right Till good next stuff time. buddy